This is All the Cool Parts number 7 for April 18th, 2010. This week on All the Cool Parts, we're presenting the 2006 recording of the choral music of Eric Whitaker by the choral group Polyphony, conducted by Stephen Layton. If you are not in high school or college band or choir, you've probably never heard of Eric Whitaker. To the rest of us who have, Whitaker is a young, extremely talented composer. To the world of choir and band music, he's a rock star. Whitaker was born January 2, 1970, and studied composition at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and at the Juilliard School under John Corigliano. Whitaker has developed a very personal style of music and almost exclusively writes for choir and concert band, these two uh, being the large ensembles most open to new music at this time. Whitaker has kind of taken the choir world especially by storm the last 10 years with his extremely personal and accessible uh, style of composition. He's also started taking the internet by storm by developing his virtual choir you could go to his website at ericwhitaker.com and see this, and I'll put also put this up in the show notes. Uh, the first one that I did was on his piece, Luke's Arunque, which I'll play at the end of the podcast. This is where he releases the music for free on YouTube and records himself conducting. So he has a conducting track that users will download download the uh, music parts on PDF and record themselves with their video cameras singing whatever part that they wish to sing, whether it be soprano or alto, tenor or bass. Then they'll upload this music video to YouTube. Whitaker will select the best ones and 
virtually assemble all of these YouTube videos into a giant virtual choir. And uh, it's really, really cool to uh, watch and really awesome to see. The first excerpt I'm going to play is from Eric Whitaker's Sleep. This piece has an interesting story behind it. In 1999, Whitaker was commissioned to write a piece on Robert Frost's poem, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. After having the piece performed several times, he realized he had made a huge mistake. And I'll read this story directly from his website using his own words. Quote, And here was my tragic mistake. I never secured permission to use the poem. Robert Frost's poetry had been under tight control from his estate since his death, and until a few years ago, only Randall Thompson had been given permission to set his poetry. In 1997, out of the blue, the estate released a number of titles, and at least 20 composers set and published Stopping by the Woods on a Snowy Evening for Chorus. When I looked online, I saw all of these new and different settings. I naturally and naively assumed that it was open to anyone, Little did I know that the Robert Frost estate had shut down any use of the poem just months before, ostensibly because of this plethora of new settings. After a long legal battle, many letters, many representatives, the estate of Robert Frost and their publisher, Henry Holt, Inc., sternly and formally forbid me from using the poem for publication or performance until the, until the poem became public domain in 2038. I was crushed, the piece was dead, and would sit under my bed for the next 37 years because of some ridiculous ruling by heirs and lawyers. After many discussions with my wife, I decided that I would ask my friend and brilliant poet Charles Anthony Silvestri to set new words to the music I had already written. This was an enormous task, because I was asking him to not only write a poem that had the exact structure of the frost, but that would even incorporate key words from stopping, like sleep. Tony wrote an absolutely exquisite poem, finding a completely different but equally beautiful message in the music I had already written. I actually prefer Tony's poem now. And there it is. My setting of Robert Frost stopping by woods on a snowy evening no longer exists, and I won't use that poem ever again, not even when it becomes public domain in 2038. In this first excerpt, we hear Whitaker's uncanny ability to convey mood, here of peaceful rest and sleep. The text sung by the choir is, The evening hangs beneath the moon, a silver thread on darkened dune. With closing eyes and resting head, I know that sleep is coming soon. In this second excerpt from Sleep, 
We can hear how Whitaker constructs this dramatic climax, much like Duraflay did in his Sanctus from All the Cool Parts number two. The text here is What dreams may come, both dark and deep, of flying wings and soaring leap, as I surrender unto sleep, as I surrender unto sleep. In I Will Wait Out, Whitaker uses musical figures in canon, creating this really cool echo effect in the choir. This excerpt from Go Lovely Rose, we hear a rare tenor solo that gives way to a beautiful soprano solo. The text sung is, Tell her that's young, and shuns to have her graces spied, that hadst thou sprung in deserts where no men abide, thou must have uncommended died. When David Heard was written for conductor Ronald Stahely, 
Staheli had lost a son around the time of the commission and wanted the pieces of memorial to him. As a response, Whitaker set these biblical words. When David heard that Absalom was slain, he went up into his chamber over the gate and wept, My son, my son, O Absalom, my son, would God I had died for thee. The setting of these words, and in that context, are super affecting. Whitaker wanted silence to play a big role in this piece, and labored a year before the 13-minute work was completed. Here's the somber, affecting opening that really does convey how one might feel upon just learning of a loved one's death. In this second excerpt from When David Heard, we can really hear how he used this idea of silence. In the midst of these silences, he creates these almost Gregorian chant-like vocal lines with an updated modern sensibility. We hear them alone and also woven together in larger contrapuntal fabrics.
In this last excerpt from When David Heard, we hear this incredible build-up to this sustained climactic moment. Here, Whitaker takes one of his signature compositional devices to the highest level. He's developed this way of building up this giant diatonic cluster in the voices by having them sing up a scale stepwise from the bottom up. Certain singers stop on their part of the scale on the way up, so that once he reaches the top, you have the choir singing every note of the scale at once. Really powerful. In most choral music, the composer is setting whole poems or narratives, and it's the total feeling that the composer wants to get across. In Hope, Faith, Life, Love, Whitaker sets individual words to music. In this excerpt, you'll hear the words hope, faith, life, love, dream, joy, and truth, 
each set individually. And again, Whitaker seems to be able to capture the meaning and the feeling associated with each word. In this excerpt from Cloudburst, Whitaker orally paints an approaching desert storm with the addition of percussion and piano to the choir. We get the storm and rain first approaching from a distance. We hear the rain slowly starting to fall. Then a big climax as the storm reaches its most powerful point, after which the storm gradually dies away.
In this excerpt from With a Lily in Your Hand, Whitaker creates an almost instrumental and highly rhythmic accompaniment with the choral voices. Over this, the sopranos sing this text of Frederico Garcia Lorca. With a lily in your hand, I leave you, O my night love. Little window of my single star, I find you. Tamer of dark butterflies, I keep along my way. After a thousand years have gone, you'll see me, O my night love. This marriage, in Whitaker's own words, quote, is just a small and simple gift to my wife on the occasion of our seventh wedding anniversary. The choir sings the text of Jalal al-Din Rumi. May these vows and this marriage be blessed. May it be sweet milk like wine and halva. May this marriage offer fruit and shade like the date palm. May this marriage be full of laughter our every day a day in paradise. May this marriage be a sign of compassion, a seal of happiness here and hereafter. May this marriage have a fair face and a good name, an omen as welcomes the moon in a clear blue sky.
In Water Night, Whitaker sets the highly mystical poetry of Octavio Paz. In this excerpt, we hear three different settings of three different incarnations of water. The first, Eyes of Shadow Water, is depicted strongly and obscured by busy counterpoint. The second, Eyes of Well Water, is sung meditatively. In the third, Eyes of Dream Water, the addition of a single errant tone in the bass conveys its otherworldliness. In this second excerpt from Water Night, Whitaker uses his technique that we saw earlier in When David Heard, of stacking the choir into diatonic clusters to convey the fantastical and dreamlike text of Paz. Here the choir sings, Silence and solitude, two little animals moonled, drink in your eyes, drink in those waters. If you open your eyes, night opens, doors of musk. The secret kingdom of water opens, flowing from the center of the night, and if you close your eyes, a river of silent and beautiful currents fills you from within, flows forward, darkens you.
In this next excerpt from Her Sacred Spirit Soars, Whitaker uses his echo technique to have the choir soar upward from the deepest voices to the highest, then meander back down like a falling leaf on the wind. Our last excerpt is from the beautifully serene Lux Arum Quay. The original text by poet Edward Esch was in English, but Whitaker had it translated into Latin. The original text reads, Light, warm and heavy as pure gold, and angels sing softly to the newborn babe. Hey everybody, welcome to this second edition of All the Cool Parts Idol. In this edition, we received a fantastic submission from Seattle-based composer J.C. Combs. Combs has worked in all kinds of media and has done considerable work in the realm of electronic music. In his piece Prologue, which is part of a larger work called Minstrel Nomadic, uh, this is an example of what some call sound art.
Combs takes sounds from real life and uses them to create narrative music and rhythms. This technique could be likened to the visual art of taking found objects and creating sculpture and installations. You can buy the full piece at J.C. Combs, that's J-C-C-O-M-B-S dot bandcamp dot com, and find out more about the composer at jccombs.com. Normally, I would play the piece in excerpts, but this time I'm just going to play it in its entirety. The piece unfolds and develops very organically, and if I excerpted it, it would totally destroy that. Here is J.C. Combs' prologue.
Hey, performers, performing ensembles, and composers, All the Cool Parts podcast wants your music for All the Cool Parts Idol. If you're an emerging artist with a good quality recording and you'd like All the Cool Parts podcast to share it with the world, please email sound files and other details to allthecoolparts at gmail.com. Help me share your music with the world. And that is it for All the Cool Parts 7. If you'd like to look at the show notes, you can go to allthecoolparts.blogspot.com. You can email us at allthecoolparts at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash anthonylandman. And you can add me on Facebook. Uh, I think we're going to go out on the very end of Eric Whitaker's Water Night. And we'll see you next time. The text sung is, Tell her that's young, and shuns to have her graces spied, that hadst thou sprung in deserts where no men abide, thou must have uncommended died.